This podcast is part of the Dayspace Podcast Network. The opinions expressed on this show are those individuals who say them and not of Dayspace Studios or any of its affiliates. What is up, everybody, and welcome to uh, episode five of Everyday Schmo's Podcast. I'm your host, Greedy, coming to you from the Southern Covered Studio. Uh, so it's we're back. Uh, we we did an episode early last late last week, uh, and we're back doing a episode now. Uh, this week is our is our top five since it is episode five. Uh, joining me as always is. Dapper and Kid Psycho, uh, we pulled a uh, kind of a, a Skype session last night and watched All In. Hell yeah, dude! That shit was off the chain, dude. I, I best pay per view ever. I liked it, but there were some things I didn't like. Like I I, I didn't like. The, I get it that that people want to see it, but I'm not a big fan of the whole. Let's stand outside and let these guys get their spots. You know what I mean? That whole spot monkey thing is, I'm not a big fan of it. All right. After that was said, real quick, what was your favorite moment of last night? Favorite moment of last night? Um, to be honest, I, I really, I, I, I was really a big fan. I, I hate fucking Joey Ryan with a passion. But when they, when they brought the fucking dicks out, dude, that's what I knew. I was like, all right, all right, these guys are just like normal people, and they want to get a laugh out there. And did you guys see somebody tweeted Jim Cornette and asked him if he had a, if he had a stroke? And Cornette tweeted back. He's like, no, thanks for everybody checking on me. I did not have a stroke. He's like, but I did see <laughs> they had the dick wrestler there. That, that, that was a good moment, but, I, dude, I mean... Joey Ryan is one rude, crude guy, I dude. Love him. Like, that's why I love him too. Like, yeah. they got an action figure up at uh, the exchange. I was gonna pick it up just because nice. last night. That shit was awesome. My favorite was Jericho, bar none, dude. That was pretty badass. Yeah, they were talking about that. Uh, Meltzer was talking about that on his podcast. He's like, they shut the lights off, and he's like, of course I'm looking around, and he's like, I see somebody run from the back and really slowly go down the stairs and and just roll into the ring, and, and he's like, I didn't know what was going on until all of a sudden he started moving, and of course the tattoo. Uh, I think that was really good. I think I think the pay-per-view all, I think all, to, all in a whole, I think it was really good. I think Mat the matches were placed really good, and for anybody to be like anybody that says, "Oh, this is not going to beat WWE," blah blah blah, that wasn't the point of this. The nope. point of this was no. to, to to show that there is an alternative to the machine that is WWE. Yep, yep. That's exactly it. I want I want to give them kudos. I want to give kudos out to Cody and all those guys because they 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 gave the fans one hell of a show. That's what we needed. We need something. We need something different than WWE same bullshit over and yep, over again. For sure. That's what I was. I uh, hope to see it again. I I do too. I hope. I hope that's going to be at least a yearly thing. Maybe a couple times a year or something would be nice too. But we'll see. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of work to put on your own show too. I'd imagine. 
I know if you guys did you guys notice when the Bucks last night were yelling Melter Driver? They were like trying to hurry up and end the show because they were yeah. like, they were on a time limit and they didn't uh the hangman page match went over, the Okada uh um uh Marty Scroll match went over and the uh Stephen Amell and uh Christopher Daniels match went over. That's what killed the end of the pay per view and why they had to go off so quick. And I'm they, actually kinda I'm actually kinda happy that, that Okada and Skull match went over a little bit more than it was supposed to. That was a really good match. That was a really, really good match. Were you guys thoughts on them bringing in the legends like they did with like uh Jay Lethal, uh the Cody Rhodes, Nick Nick Adonis match, uh the the Jerry Lynn being in, in, in as a referee uh, you know, there, there was all of that element there. I think they did it in the right way. I think they did it the way it's supposed to be done. It wasn't done as in a WWE way to where, oh, the, the guy... It wasn't running. corporate. Yeah, it wasn't corporate at it all. Was, yeah. It was just, it was wrestling. It was genuine, pure wrestling. It, it reminded me of the Attitude Era. It reminded me of watching In Your House pay-per-views when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. I, I, it, it was... I think that was that. That's what the legends like to do. They they were presented the way they were supposed to be. They put on one hell of a show. Bully Ray put on one hell of a fucking show last night. He really did. He always he does. I on, like him. He he puts one hundred percent into what he loves. He loves his craft, so he always puts it in. But my favorite, my actually second favorite part of that night was the return of Black Machismo. Oh yeah! Yeah, yeah. In his that gear, was nice. His gear, that gear that he wore, was actually Macho Man's, and yeah. it was yep. donated. It was donated by the fan that owns it. He donated it to Lanny. Lanny gave it to Jay to, to, to use. But that's how that all worked out. And there was, and there was, if you noticed on the that whole, they paid for everything. Like the ring apron yeah. had had Fridays on it. They had yep. barrels around the cracker ring barrel. for Cracker Barrel. Yep. They paid for that. That all paid for the whole entire thing, basically. But I mean, yeah, it was awesome. uh, the biggest the biggest thing out of this whole thing is is everybody is hyped about it. There's people on the internet talking about it being not that good and, and uh, being a spot monkey fest and everything else. But I'll tell you what, this thing kept me interested all the way through. Even that over-the-budget Battle Royal... They brought in them. Mm-hmm. They brought that young kid in, and that young kid. I, I looked at his Instagram and stuff, and that young kid is only twenty some years old. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. For the people that are honestly talking shit about that all in and saying it wasn't as good as it was, I mean, those are people that don't understand what the fuck wrestling is. Those are people that are totally ignorant, and you're, they love the same corporate shit that wwe puts out they don't like true wrestling i love going to indie shows because that's when you see actual pro wrestling done yeah you're gonna see some mistakes you're gonna see some fuck up but i don't want to see a stage show all the time i want to see some straight up fucking wrestling man and that's what you saw last night so that fuck match the Ross match? That, oh, man. Dude, that dude got busted that uh one of those dudes got hurt uh the dude uh in the joey janelli Joey Janelli, Hangman Page, that Janelli yeah. dude got hurt. Is on that ladder? Yeah, like when he, he took that elbow drop. Yeah, dude, his back was fucked up. You could see it. It was his like lung looked all bruised and shit. 
Yeah, he got hurt because he was still laying out there during before the Okada match. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to help him to the back. Yeah, I heard you say something like nobody's helped him in a fucking nobody's helped him the whole time. No, they were there was there was a few spots in, in a few matches that I was like, holy fuck, these guys are hurting themselves. Yeah. These, these mm-hmm. guys are these guys are hurt and and nobody's coming out to help them. And but I'm sure the guys in the back, I heard a, I'm sure the guys in the back uh, had medical staff and everything there. I heard a rumor that. One of the somebody got into a fight with a security guard, and the security guard pulled his gun, and like they huh. and they told the dude to Matt Cross, they told him to leave the building. Wow. Was that he after his match? It was during the match. Like he got into it with the security guard. He thought it was an extra, and he punched the dude. Huh. I don't know. I read that. Damn. I was reading that somewhere else. But alright, alright, that's, that's enough. Some yeah, that is some fucked up shit. Alright, that's enough about All In. Uh, let's get into our top five. Uh, so we brought, so we decided to do to do, do a top five because uh, we 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 have a few things that we'll we'll go over. But our first our first main top five would be uh, five rock songs we would inter- five rock artists. I, I changed it to artists. Five rock artists we would we would uh, give to aliens to listen to 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 get a feel of what rock and roll music is. Um, I'll go first with my first top five. I would give them uh, Lamb of God, No Effects, Ramones, Metallica, and Iggy Pop. Very nice. Huh. I did not choose any of them. I mean, <laughs> those are all good. That they're all good because you have metal, you have punk. You have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of did the same thing with mine. Thrash metal, and then you have the Iggy Pop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Dapper, you want to do yours? Well, yeah, this one I sort of did the original plan with. Like, I gave them, I gave them artists and songs. That That's what I did to. too. Yeah. The first one, the flu- the first one, Blue Oyster Cult, "Don't Fear the Reaper." Number two, Led Zeppelin, "The Rain Song." Three Doors, "The End." Four Danzig Mother and number five to top it off, Guar Immortal Corruptor. Alright, I can do the Guar thing with Immortal Corruptor, but why Danzig Mother? I think Danzig is actually uh Danzig is uh he, he was good for music and mother that showed his versatility in his in his voice. Like he used to fucking sing Elvis songs when he was growing up. Like he has a powerful voice. And I think Mother is a very influential song to our time. I mean, it was it was a huge fucking record. Mother is a huge song. Every time you hear that song, you sing it. You oh, always yeah, sing yeah. that song. Of course, of course. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Blues started rock and roll, so that's why I did, like, half of mine is, like, blues-type music. Right, right. Kid? Right on. All right, well, I got... Uh, I did, like, Dapper. I did artists and songs. Um... My number five, I did the Cranberries, Zombie. Uh, number four, I got Temple of Dog, Hunger Strike. Uh, number three, I have Wisdom and Chains, The Land of the Kings. Two, I have Slipknot, Wait and Bleed. And number one, I have Death Leopard, Pour Some Sugar on Me. Yeah, everybody needs to, everybody needs to listen to a drummer with one arm. Uh, yeah, that, that, that definitely... 
would there any would there be anything else you would add just to give them a full taste of like music in general if it wasn't any of anything on the top five like I was thinking I was thinking with the top five that I have I would give them uh, a little bit of Smashing Pumpkins um, oh yeah uh, Nirvana yeah I definitely got some other yeah Nirvana Alice in Chains Alice in Chains Soundgarden yeah. I'm, 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 I'm gonna throw you guys for a complete loop if this was going to an alien I would give them something like more classical music like a Paganini I was kind of thinking that Symphony I was thinking... of the Devil because he's like, they probably don't like singing. They probably like music, just straight classical music. So I would yeah. give them Paganini or I would give them Beethoven. Yeah. I was thinking uh, this guy, Joshua Cadison, I used to listen to. He's a pianist. And that's kind of what I was thinking the same thing, though. Like you, I was like, they might like noises, not really talking and stuff like that. So now, exactly. Would, then you'd have, if you're going with music and just not lyrical wise, then I would go with like Nako. Nako and the medicine people. He's like a folk singer with like with, a, with an Indian background. Uh, I would give him uh, Mazzy Star just because, not just lyrically but musically, Mazzy Star is fucking amazing to just listen to. Uh, just her music in general is, is insane. Uh, I, I would go with uh, John Lennon and, and uh, John Lennon and his fucking crazy wife's fucking album that was just Yoko Ono. Yeah, Yoko Ono. That whole album that was just sounds of them fucking or whatever it was. That was, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it like I, w I would feed them so much music. Like if aliens came down and wanted to rock out, I, I would play them a playlist that they would never run out of music. Because there's so much different. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I would just give them my Spotify, my Spotify playlist and just be like, here you go. I would give them every all fifteen of my iPods. I have all I have fifteen <laughs> iPods just filled with music. The old school fucking big bulky bastards, dude. Nice. I still got an iPod Nano, little one, you know, like from oh, uh, yeah. Kazakhstan oh, yeah. or whatever from Borat. He said, "I got iPod Nano." He had mini iPod Nano. <laughs> it makes him a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So so. Our music, there's our top five for our music. Uh, as we move on, uh, we'll probably think of more and, and add them on. Um, <laughs> top five. I mean, I have some for our top five albums from the 90s that I would throw in there because 90s is my favorite music ever. I yeah, can listen yeah, to 90s yeah. all day. So I would throw some of them in there too when we get to that one later. Right, right, right. All right, so uh, our next top five would be our top five uh, NFL players. Uh, we, we had a discussion on this. Would it be our top five now, top five then, top five when? Right. And, and basically what I said, I said we do. I had I'll trouble take with a, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I did, and I'll take a stab at this one. I, I said we do our top five of whenever. So uh, top five NFL players, I'll go first on this one. Uh, my top five NFL players would be uh, with number number five, James Harrison. Uh, number three, number four, Barry Sanders. Number three, T.O. Uh, number number four or two, uh, Adrian Peterson. And then my number one would be Jim Kelly. Huh. We have the same number four, and we have another one that's the same, but he's my number five, and you're number one. I'll go next. All right. I got Jim Kelly at number five. Number four... 
was a hard one for me because both of these guys, I love to watch them. So I put two people at number four. I put Barry Sanders and Marcus Allen because they were both two of my favorite running backs when I was a kid. That's really good. Um, number three, I got Aaron Rodgers because I'm just a dick rider for him. Um, number two, my boy Andre Reed. And number one, Ohio State, baby, Eddie George. Yeah, all right, all right. Gabbard? All right. I, I I actually had trouble with this one for a minute, but, uh, yeah, you guys are probably going to fucking laugh because just goes like fantasy, baby, just like fantasy. <laughs> I'm going to give you my number one first, Lynn Swan. I like number it. two, Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. Number three, Heinz Ward. Number four, the highlight reel himself, A.B., and number five, Lawrence Taylor. I'm surprised there was no bus up in there. Yeah, real surprised. I I I, I, I enjoyed the bus, but I mean, I, I was more of a Barry Foster fan when he was the running back in Pittsburgh. I yeah. enjoyed watching him a lot more than I did Bettis. But I mean, it is what it is, man. I I, I gotta put I gotta put Barry Sanders as my number one <laughs> running back of all time. Nope, nobody is better than Barry Sanders. Nobody could touch that. I mean, actually, well, I, I kind of think if Jim Brown would have actually paid, played all the way through his prime, he, he would have been close up there with Barry Sanders. But Sanders, well, how about if Barry Sanders stayed in his career? How about if he didn't leave when he wanted? Yeah. Or he would have played for another so team. Or Bo Jackson. Imagine oh. if he went to the Patriots, dude. He would be fucking retarded. Imagine, imagine. Well, now, but not back in his time, though. Yeah, because the Patriots sucked back then. Uh, imagine imagine uh, Bo Jackson never getting his hip fucked up. He, that yeah. Dude, that dude was phenomenal. I, I loved Bo Jackson. I loved everything about that dude. Like, I love watching his uh, TV series that he has sometimes on uh, YouTube. You run into new channels that he has, yeah. and he talks about the career and all that shit. He's, a, he's an awesome dude. I, I thought about bringing in top five coaches with this, but then it's like, if we do that, then there's a fucking never-ending cycle of that. Oh, and it's yeah. like, who do you put in your number one? Because if you go number... Right now, seriously, right now, who would you put in your number one? I would say Bill Belichick. I fucking hate the dude. I would, too. that yeah. dude is, yep. is, you know what I mean? And then, and then I would agree, you, hands down. I fucking you, hate him with a passion, but, but... What do you say to somebody that says, okay, well, what about Bear Bryant? I mean, that dude is phenomenous with, with uh, college football, but he's a genius on how he did his whole Alabama program. You know what I mean? So you, yeah. can't, you can't really do coaches. You can do players. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, yes and no. I mean, he did. If he would have stayed in Dallas, if the other Jimmy John wouldn't have fucked him up. I'm going to say that my, my favorite coach of all time is Bill Cowder. Sorry. <laughs> it's not because he's a Steelers dude. It's because Bill Cowder was fucking. Actually. Mine is Mark it, Levy, and it is because he's a Buffalo Bill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. It went Marv Levy, and then we had a whole, and you know, so. The reason I feel like Belichick is number one of all time, of that discussion, then, like you said, number two and three and four, that's hard to talk. Marv Levy started, like, this crazy, super fast offense that everybody uses now, college, everybody. And they called it the, gay, the K-Gun that we all know. Uh, yes, yeah, And K-Gun. Belichick was the only mm. person that was ever able to stop us. When he was with the Giants, you know what I mean? 
And then yeah. it was downhill after that. And then he went to New England and had our number ever fucking since then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, There's so many good coaches, dude. It would go on forever, just like players. Yeah, it definitely, it, it definitely, yeah. I mean, no, players are easier because you can go, okay, well, this one and this one. Well, maybe not yeah. this one, but this one. But coaches are just like, you have that number one, but you can't you can't decide from, from two on down because they're always is, that number one is, is going to be solid. Yep. Yeah. All right, so uh, our next one for top five would be our top five retro video games. Now, I, I, I sat down with this last night because I play a lot of video games, and I've played a lot. I've had GameCube, I've had Xbox, I've had PlayStation, I've had, you know... Uh, Sega Dreamcast. The Dreamcast. Uh, yeah, dude. How many times did we play N- N- NFL 2K? What was it? 2K1 or 2? <laughs> uh, it was 2. Yeah, it was two. NFL K, 2K2. We had it for, I had it for the Dreamcast. And what I liked about the Dreamcast was that controller, you could pop out that middle thing and still play little games on it. If you were lucky and got a solid one that worked. The yeah. One, the game, there were so many good games for that, that, that system. But my top five uh, retro video games would be uh, my, my number one, because I played the shit out of this game nonstop for the longest time, for the Nintendo 64 WCW vs. NWO Revenge. Uh, we used to have house parties with this, four controllers. Loser, if you get thrown out of the ring... That, that you move your controller, the next person takes the controller and, and plays the guy that comes down until there's a, until there's a winner. And that we would play that out all night long. Uh, next game, uh, the hardest fucking game I've ever played in my life, and I, I can say I beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's fucking punch out for Nintendo. Uh, next would be Tetris because it's a never-ending battle, and I could play that game for hours on end. Uh, another another great game that came from the Nintendo 64 and kind of started off the whole uh, multiplayer uh, shoot 'em up games, James Bond. And then my number one all-time fi- favorite retro game. I can play this game for hours on end. Uh, I can still I still know where all three warp whistles are. Uh, I know everything about this game, Super Mario Brothers 3. Very nice. Very nice. For sure. That is very, very nice. Go ahead, Joe. Alright. Mine aren't really so retro, I guess, because I'm not really too much of a big gamer, so I just pick like my five favorite games that I've ever played. Some of them are older, but um, number five is Need for Speed. It's fairly new. Just the Need for Speed one, because it has the Supra and the GTR on there, so I love that one. Um, WWE, but I think it was WWF, Raw versus SmackDown. Like the original? 96, 97, yeah, yeah, the very first one. Yeah. Um, Madden 96 for the PlayStation 1. That's the only one that I remember what game system I played it on. I don't know why, but Madden 96 for the PlayStation 1, I used to kill everybody with the bills and use the weak flood to the right side. I used to just destroy everybody with that. <laughs> and then uh, Spyro, I loved all three of them, and I can't wait for the new one to come out. I see. Yeah, that I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my number one is also a Mario Brothers, but it's Super Mario World from the Super Nintendo, the first one. I remember where all the blocks are, all the hidden blocks, all that shit. I remember everything still. I actually, I was just playing it last night. 
or yeah. yesterday before the pay-per-view with my kid. For for a, for a not-so-gamer, that was a pretty good list. I'll give you that. That was a pretty good yeah. list. Yeah. I feel like I, like I said, I don't play much games, but I play the good ones. <laughs> yeah, it works. Greeny, me and you have two of them. Number one on my list was Mike Tyson punch out because I never fucking beat Mike Tyson. I couldn't get past Soda Pop Popinski. I hate that bastard with a fucking passion. Fuck Soda Pop and fuck that bull guy. Fuck uh, I remember him that too. game. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember cool. the players because I was never good at it, but I do. Remember that was my number one. My number two was WCW NWO Revenge, because I used to do the same thing with the four controllers. My number three game was for Nintendo. It was Jackal, where you used to go around in a Doom buggy that used to have rocket launchers and machine guns yeah, and yeah, all yeah. kinds it, of shit. It was, it was like the original Twisted Metal. Yes. Yep, you blow that yep. shit up. Number four that. was the number four was the original box arcade game of WWF the arcade game. The one of it the used one of Red be, Baron. The one of Red Baron where yep. everybody used to stack their quarters right there. Yeah. And you would wait hours yep. to play. Hours. Yep, that one. My number five is a toss up between two. Mortal Kombat number three and Battletoads with Double Dragon. Oh, that's a fucking... <laughs> yeah! That's a classic, dude, that's you a, forgot about that one. That's a classic in itself because that was the only time you ever seen a crossover with Battletoads. Exactly. Like, when you pick Double Dragon, the whole setting would change. Yeah. Then when you pick Battletoads, it would go back to how they played. And if you fucking mixed up your cartridges and got it real hot, it would get confused and keep you in the world with Battletoads when you pick Double Dragon. I figured that trick out when I was fucking like 10 years old. <laughs> it glitches for like two minutes and you stay in that mode. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. You know, I love retro games. This, this list right here for the top five retro games It's kind of hard because like there's so many retro games out there now that you can still play. Like you can still play Pac-Man, you can still play Pinball, you can still play all that shit via the internet and whatnot. But it's like the games. Those games started all the other games. Like uh, like uh, Bond kind of started all the shoot 'em up games with Call of Duty. H one Z one started the whole PUBG, Fortnite. Uh, RC Pro Am is what started fucking all the Need for Speed games. Yeah. That was the original. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like Excite Bike started the whole crossover bikes and, and everything else. Yep. I'm surprised no one threw in any Grand Theft Autos. I was going to put Vice City in there, but... You know, that's uh, the sad thing about having... Or San Andreas. San Andreas, one two, I don't know, yeah. But. I, I have San Andreas and I have Liberty Stories for, on Steam, but I can't download them anymore because uh, Rockstar Games shut off that connection. So they, there's no more... I can't play Vice City anymore. I can't play Liberty Stories anymore. And if I wanted to, I'd have to get the upgrade for it. I'm like, why do I have to get the upgrade? You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to do that. But it, I, I like the newer, like Grand Theft Auto Five. I want to get it, but it, it's like, it's we still, lost Greeny for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm still here. Uh Grand Theft Auto Five. I like it because it keeps going and going and going. But I'm still playing Fortnite, so. 
I love Grand yeah, Theft Auto Yeah, I, I was going to throw in Leisure Suit Larry for the fucking PlayStation. <laughs> uh, nice. That was a great game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, was. Alright, so, like, we talked wrestling in the beginning. That, that one was actually a hard one for me, because like I said, I didn't play many games, so I had to really, like, think back and remember, like, what games I used to play with my brother when I was younger. I see. I see. I mean, I got games I play now, but I didn't want to put like Minecraft and WWE 2K18 and stuff. You know what I mean? I didn't want to do that. So. Right, right. Like, uh, kid, you were playing H1Z1 earlier. Uh, you gonna you gonna upgrade to Fortnite and join us? I'm gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, man. I, mean, I don't. It's. I, I'll the give you the building this. thing. I can't get to. That's why you ha- you have somebody that builds. You know what I mean for you? That's around you. So like, you have one teammate build, one that holds like the uh, um, the meds and all that, and then you know you have your. If you have four people that are playing together, each one has an individual job, so it makes it pretty damn. Cool. I'd be a good med guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we were talking wrestling at the beginning of the show, and we come to our top five wrestlers of uh, our 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 time, future, past, whatever. Uh, top five pro wrestlers for me, uh, Shawn Michaels, Hogan, Flair, Taker. Is that number one or number five? Uh, I would go with number one. For for number one, I would go... You broke up there. What were they again? Uh, top five would be... For number five, it would be Shawn Michaels. Uh, four would be Hogan. Three would be Flair. Um, two would be Taker. And number one, Triple H. That's a good list. Yep. That's a very good list. Yes, sir. Gabber, you go, go ahead. Um, what's that? I'm going to let Joe go. Right. I'm going to let All Joe right. go. Um, this one, again, was it was easy for me, but it was hard to pick where to put people. So some of them, I got multiple people, and I can explain the reasons why. Number five, I have the New Day as a tag team just because they're – one of my favorite tag teams. Even though they're a newer one, they're one of my favorite of all time. I love them. They're hilarious. It reminds me of the Attitude Era. They're really edgy, do their own thing, kind of Freebirds thing a little bit there going on. Um, so that's why I got them. Number four, the same thing. I got another tag team. I got the Outsiders, Hall and Nash, because they literally changed wrestling and made it to what it is today. Um, number three, I had CM Punk in there. I feel like he was one of the first big indie stars to really put the indie scene on the map. Um, number three, or number two, I got Rock, Triple H, and Austin, just because Rock and Austin's feuds and Rock and Triple H's feuds were amazing, and I feel like that carried on after the Attitude Era. And then number one, I got Shawn Michaels. That was a good list as well. Now, uh, and this was the hardest one for me to pick because I had so many influential fucking wrestlers that developed my whole psyche. Like, I swear to God, this list was so hard for me. But here we go. Number five, I put Vampiro and Sabu together. Number four, I put CM Punk. Number three, I put Jericho. Number number two, I put Stone Cold, and number one, I put Randy Savage. Yeah, that was awesome because he beat all three of them in the same night. But I was like, oh, I don't want to be like that fanboy just because of last night and this. But I was gonna put him on that one, so I'm glad you this had him way, in there. 
Yeah, I put that in there way before even last night happened. Oh, like, yeah, it, for it, sure. Yeah, like, Jericho, <laughs> when they did that whole Y2J fucking countdown shit, that was so legendary in itself because mm-hmm. nobody ever did anything like a spot promo like that. He was signed, but and he was Literally nobody knew who it was either. Yeah, they, they thought it was... I, for a year almost, I was like, what the fuck is Y2J? Like, is it going to be the end of the world? Like, what the fuck? You know, they they took they didn't even tell him he was supposed to go on with the Rock at all. Like they he was like, yeah, you're shooting your promo, you're coming out tonight, and nobody said who it was with. And then he just said, yeah, the Rock, you're going out right now to go shoot a promo with the Rock on your first night. And he, dude, that was such a legendary thing. Jericho was influential, but Stone Cold was the whole founding father of the Attitude Era. After he beat Jake the Snake. That changed everything. That changed wrestling. Yes, it that did. Changed WWF. Yeah, it did. It, that that those moments. Austin three sixteen. Austin three sixteen says, "I just whooped your ass." Yep. Uh, but I, I said Macho Man number one because to compete with Hulkamania back those in those days that was something. Macho Madness was bigger than Hulkamania at one point. For a while. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yep. And he was huge, dude. Yeah. I was never a big Hogan fan, though, myself. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I was like Warrior, and I liked Savage, always. I'll give Hogan his credit, for sure. But I feel like Hogan was like the Roman Reigns back in the 80s. Like, Vince babied the shit out of him. He wouldn't have been what he was without Vince. I was going to I feel. I was going to put Terry Funk up at number two. That would have been a... Yeah, Funk, Funk's very in, in, uh, influential on, on the business, too. All right, so on to our next top five. Top five albums of the 90s. Um, for me, I, I would go with number one top 90 album of all time is the very first Nirvana album. Uh, number two is a, a band from Seattle that doesn't get a lot of credit, but they if if their lead singer would have, would would still be alive and he didn't die at su- such a young age, these guys would be fucking phenomenal. Uh, Mother Love Bone. Uh, number three would be Alice in Chains. Uh, Silver Chair would number be four, and number five would be Hole. Nice, nice. I can't stand Hole. Yeah, I can't. Stand, <laughs> I can't stand them either. But I'll tell you what: the, the very first album with doll parts and, and everything else on there. Yeah. That 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 album there did it right there. That put them on the map. Yeah, mine was a little bit different than yours. Um, I got I got years everything. I, I really did this one good. I was into this one. Like I said, I like the nineties music. <laughs> I did this one good. You're trying to be <laughs> modest and shit. <laughs> Uh, number five, I got, and this is the same as some Def Leppard pour some sugar on me. The reason I picked these two were because my grandmother raised me, and she absolutely loved Def Leppard, and she absolutely loved Hootie and the Blowfish. Cracked Rearview Mirror, or Cracked Rearview, was the album in 94. Um, number four, I have Eminem, the Slim Shady LP from 99. Number three, I have Notorious B.I.G., Life After Death from 97. Number two, I have Corn Follow the Leader from 98. And number one, I have Limp Biscuit Significant Other from 99. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah $3 bill was my shit, 
but significant bill. other was like my high school years, so that's why I had to put that one up there. Three dollar bill was like they came out with that and it was like, Holy shit, these guys are good and then it was like it just slowly went, Alright, these guys are M T V. Yeah, I feel like after Significant Other that's for sure. The first two, three dollar bill and significant other. I liked. Oh, I'm I'm gonna throw you guys into um, the dark side for a little bit. Like I I didn't like any of that fucking like I liked a lot of Nirvana Soundgarden shit like that. But I I, I my list is kind of different. My number one was White Zombie Astro Creep 2000. Number two was Behemoth. First album they ever put out was Pandemic Incantation. That was the first album Behemoth ever released. That was when black metal was black metal. Number three was Misfits, Static Age. Number four was Dwarves, Scum Dogs of the Universe. And number five was Amon Amarth, The Avengers. Mine was straight, like, like back in those days in the 90s, I was really fucking, like, a depressed, like, black metal kid. I we could throw Smashing Pumpkins on there. We could throw uh, yeah. Pantera on there. We could throw uh, <laughs> we could throw Cradle of Filth on there with Nippin' Time and all that in the early 90s. Uh, we could throw Coal Chamber in there. We could throw Mushroom Head in there with the early, early, early stuff from Mushroom Head. Before, uh, uh, before it went to shit and every member left the band and, you know. Shockwave was one of my favorite Shockwave, bands going to see when I was yeah. younger. 216. Yep. Uh, any, anything at Peabody's uh, during the 90s. Fucking, dude, Master P. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember rocking out Master P so sure. many yeah. fucking times. Some Silk the Shocker. Silk the Shocker. <laughs> Silk the Shocker. All those dudes. Sea Murder, C Fiend, Murder. all of them shit. Yo, yeah. Who's the girl? Uh, what? There was a girl. Who was the chick that was in No uh, Limit? Little Kim. Mercedes is one of them. Uh, no. Mercedes, yeah, yeah. and then. Um, oh, that's a damn. stump right there. I stumped everybody. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm, uh, there was two of them. I know that. But uh, if you have, if you guys, if, if you guys watching, listening, whatnot, if you guys have a top five, throw them in the comments of the YouTube, iTunes, wherever you're listening, watching, whatnot. Throw your top five in the comments. Uh, so our last top five, me and Dapper are probably gonna do this because uh, Kid does not know anything about comics. Top five. Sorry. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> It happens. He called you out. <laughs> Top five. I was never a reader when I was younger. I like reading now. And the only comic I've ever read was Death Note, which really isn't a comic. I guess it's a manga. My kid got me into it. And I've read some of the Walking Dead graphic novels. Okay, okay. And so, that's about as far as I can go with that, though. All right. So top five uh, comics for me would be uh, the Superman Dead issue. Uh, that, that blew everybody's mind because nobody had any idea what they were going to do until that comic came out. Uh, and, and, and when it came out, it came out in a black cover. And when you pulled the yeah. cover off, it had Superman in all black dead with the, with the logo, the whole, that was badass. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go different on this. Uh, Evil Ernie, the death of Evil Ernie comic. Uh, it, fuck yeah. It, it, this comic was so crazy when Evil Ernie died, the, 
they, they made it so when you open the book, his legs popped out and it was a full yeah. casket with a minute. Uh, Deadpool, nice. when they introduced Deadpool into the, into the MCU, that was fucking awesome. Spider-Man, Spider-Man with the, the, uh, the inter introduction of Venom uh, in the, the comics, I loved it. And uh, Lady Death, How, you can't go wrong with the Lady Death comic. Greeny, this is why me and you have been friends for so long. I have... As number two on my list, Lady Death number one, January 94. That was her debut. That was the first one. I own it, and I still have it. I still have it to this day, and I have a whole extensive collection of Lady Death. My number one comic of all time was Joke, The Killing Joke. Oh, that was a good... DC, DC did an excellent job on, on the anime for that. That was awesome. Yes, they did. I did but, watch the but, anime. That was good. The, the anime was great, but the original, actual comic of that was awesome. That was that that changed so much shit. When he peeled his face away, that was awesome. That was legendary. Number three to me was Spawn and Batman together. They tagged up. That that is an unstoppable duo that you cannot fuck with. One can't die, and the other one's the mask. Number four was when Deadpool kills Marvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number five, now this is the toss-up between literally two of them. Terminator versus Predator. All right. And then Red, then Red Sonja, number ten, that debuted Vampirella into the universe of comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vampira was in a few comics, too. Yep. Vampiro had his own series. It was, uh, that was such a legendary comic. Like, there, there's so many, I, I love that. That was my favorite top five that we picked. Like, I knew that was my idea. And because I love reading comics. They're great. They're right, great. Right. Yeah, so, alright. So, this next topic, real quick, our last topic of the day, night, evening, whatever, is something that three of us I came up with because the three of us listened to it and it was fucking awesome. Eminem dropped a new album the other day out of nowhere. It was produced by Dr. Dre. It's called Kamikaze. All I can say about this is wow. I, I loved it. Top to finish, top to bottom. This, this It's not like the last album he did before this where it was had Beyonce and Ed Sheeran and all those guys on there. This was an actual straight up Eminem album to a whole new level. To a whole new it, level. This, 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 this shows why Eminem is the greatest of all time but the that question, ever picked the question, up the Yes, yes he is. But the question here is is the new M album overhyped and is it time for him to, to walk away after this? Ah. Uh. I don't really know if it was overhyped. That really wasn't what I was trying to get at the other day. It's a good album. It is. I do agree. He's the greatest of all time. I just feel like there are other great rappers out there, too, up and coming, or that have been there for a while, that aren't getting the recognition that they probably should get. But 
I feel like Eminem could just put an album out like that album out whenever he wants. But like, that's why he is the rap god. He's the greatest of all time. Yeah, but he's also. Uh, but it's just crazy to me how like I got upset how everybody was blowing it up, blowing it up like, oh my god, this album, this album, it's the greatest thing ever. Blah 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 blah. When Hobson's out there, Hobson is amazing to me. Like genius. Um, Tech Nine. Yeah. Like the comment the dude said the other day, Tech Nine is in a whole other realm, and like he is a little bit older, but he's still putting out great plot. He literally just put out a platinum album at the beginning of the summer. You know what I mean? Like he's still doing it too, but nobody ever gives him any kind of recognition. That's because so that's kind of where I was that's, going with that. Right, I get where you're going with that, but that's because Tech Nine himself is uh, outspoken to the point where he says pretty much what he wants and and does what he wants and and has no. Uh, no filter. Oh yeah, for he, sure. No filter for it, and he, and he he rips the government and everything else. So, I mean, I see where you're coming from that one. The same with Hobson. That's why I love Hobson. Hobson does not bite his tongue for the least bit. He'll come at anybody. I feel like Hobson literally has done this album that Eminem did. Hobson put out the raw album. He literally dissed everybody: Lil Wayne, Drake, um, J Cole. Like he went at everybody on that album. You know what I mean? And nobody said anything about it um i i think i think m should step down after he put out kamikaze because this this is what people needed to hear for a couple minutes like a couple rounds like don't don't play this all the fucking time because it's gonna get played out but i mean that one song um lucky you that is a great song that's my favorite one on that one that's my favorite one now, I like it, but I, uh, he goes at MGK on that one. I I, I think <laughs> that's it's, because MGK I, I, was DMing his daughter. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I get that. That's why I kind of just kept hush hush about it. But MGK is my shit. Eminem, though, he he proved once again that he can shock the world real quick, and he's good at it. He's so versatile. He can switch it up. He can do any style he wants. He's been doing this battle shit for so long that it's just easy for him to just pop up and go, hey, you know what? I'm going to fuck up every single name in the hip-hop industry right now. I'm going to take them all out, make my name big again, and then I'm just going to go away in the distance. He doesn't have anything left to prove after this. He should step down and be like, hey, all right, fucking I dealt with it. I said I was the best. Now let's just everybody can mumble all they fucking want. It's, it's stupid. I think rap is stupid. I don't like listening to rap anymore. It's so fucking corny. Some of it's just stupid as shit. I used to like the Migos. Now they're played fuck out because they just do the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like... It's, uh, it's, it's, kinda, there, there's a this, this new mumble shit is really... Mumble rap shit is really killing it, though. Like, yeah, I've always been a rap see? fan, but I've really gone away from it the last couple of years because of this mumble rap shit. I will give you that one. Rap yeah, is but here's, not what it was. Here's the thing. Did you see any of the reactions from the people that he dissed? Like, they were all happy about it. Oh, yeah. Um, MGK like, was popular. They were all happy about it. Yeah, they got yeah. they got called out because he's a legend. They're like, hey, fuck it. I got my name bigger, so hell yeah. yeah. That's it's what gonna our make society them go back not- and come out bigger, too, so... Right. That's what it comes out to, man. It's fucking stupid nowadays, though. But Eminem's the greatest. He will always be the greatest. 
He is. I don't know if he should really step down, but if he does, this would be a good album. Hell yeah. Step down. Right. Hell yeah. All right. Well, we're going to uh, not become the Young Bucks and have to hurry up and, and call our match at the, at the, uh, at, at the, at the, right at the end. Yeah, that was the most hilarious thing. I knew something was up when they were yelling, let's go! Let's yeah, go! yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, my little daughter's here. All the kids are gone. It's just my youngest here, and she's been sitting next to me patiently the whole night trying to get in the camera. So I'm going to put her on real quick, and she wants to say hi. <laughs> say hi. <laughs> hi. Hey. All right. All right. <laughs> Alright guys. Everybody's gone for the evening, it's just us. Right on, right on, that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, make sure to check out all of the links in the description of this video. All of our Twitters will be in the bottom of the description of this video, audio, wherever you're listening, watching. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Dayspace. We're on YouTube on my channel. Uh, we're on iTunes. Go subscribe, leave a show review, tell us we suck. If you have a top five from our list that we talked about and you want to debate it or whatnot, Put your top five in the, in the description of this or whatnot. And if you really want to email us with a top five, and we'll talk about it in our next episode, email us at everydayschmoespodcast at mail.com. God, I really need to write this all down. Until next week. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. We're out of here. Talk to y'all later. Later. Later.